Hello and welcome to LibriVox Community Podcast number 129, Group versus Solo Projects, Part 2. This is Piotr Gaitiwan speaking. As I said in the previous installment, I received so many responses that I decided to divide this podcast into two 30-minute long parts. Today we'll hear from David Wales, Lou B., Michelle Fry, Julia Niedermeyer, your today's host, Olgi Pag, Trisha G. and Trotsa, who will reveal their LV preferences and talk about what they like so much about a particular style of reading. First, listen to the reader who soloed the project number 8000, David Wales. So, David, what do you like and why? One of the things I like most about recording works for LibriVox, whether fiction or non-fiction, is the peek into another world, another place and time. Written before 1923, sometimes subtly and sometimes in ways that hit you in the face, a different worldview reveals itself. These are people who haven't lived through the second horrific world war, and often not even the first, the Holocaust, the threat of nuclear annihilation, techno-terrorism, modern communication, TV, the internet, antibiotics and modern surgery, and so much more. Sometimes that worldview is refreshing a trust in progress and the perfectibility of the human, sometimes it's appalling, the almost unconscious racism and anti-Semitism. But it's always interesting and thought-provoking. Maybe if we remember our past, we won't repeat it. Although I enjoy occasionally contributing to group projects, especially when something is tantalizingly close to completion, I usually record solo, that's probably because I am a big-time control freak. I like the idea of being solely responsible for shaping the experience of the listener. Because I am a very strong introvert, I don't find solo recording lonely, but rather refreshing. Introverts need their alone time to be able to face the world. I like both fiction and non-fiction, with a slight bias toward fiction. I like an author's creation of an alternate reality. I enjoy trolling through projectgutenberg.org because one comes upon the most amazing stuff, sort of like walking down the physical aisles of a library. On the other hand, it can be a frustrating exercise. So many books, so little time. The human mind is astounding. When I choose something to listen to, I usually choose solo works, too. Because I have some hearing loss, it's easier to become accustomed to one voice, intonation, pronunciation, phrasing, etc., than to many. But the controlling factor is my interest in the work itself, and I do find fascinating different readers' styles and vocal creations. LibriVox volunteers are an amazing group. I am so glad I found such a group to work with, valuing similar intellectual ideals. Thanks, David. And here's Lucretia, forum name Luby, telling us about her preferences and her motivations. Hi, Piotr. Group projects or solo projects? A very interesting topic, and I'll bet you get a wide range of opinions. Here's my two cents worth from the perspective of a reader for LibriVox. Since joining LibriVox a year and a half ago, I've completed one solo and am very slowly working at another. 
but I find myself straying back to the group projects quite often to record sections there. Perhaps that means I haven't found that special solo project yet that really engages me properly. But I would say that I enjoy the collaborative or group projects more. Why? For one thing, I can record a chapter or more from a text that I would never have the time or talent to tackle as a solo effort, but that I find interesting or intriguing nonetheless. I've discovered some real gems along the way in that manner. Also, some of the more obscure or difficult, but very worthwhile texts that are undertaken here may progress slowly at times. It is gratifying to me to contribute in those projects, even if I have to struggle with the text a bit, to help move them along to completion. All in all, though, I really don't believe one project type is superior to the other. I think that some works lend themselves particularly well to group projects, while others absolutely cry out for a solo voice. I think that members eventually gravitate to the projects that suit them best, so having a choice of project types probably allows more readers to participate. More readers, more audiobooks. Thank you very much, Lucretia. Michelle, forum name M.S. Fry, will be telling us about what type of projects she likes and why. She also reflects on the importance of group projects. Hello, Michelle Fry here, talking about my preference for group versus solo projects. I do both, and I like them both, but for very different reasons. I like to do solos because I like to organize things. I like to be in charge. I like to set my pace and set my standard. And I like to work closely with my MC and DPL and bring a project forward with all of the quality that I can muster. When I do a solo project, generally speaking, I like for it to be nearly word perfect. I try to get all the mistakes out of it that I can. And I like a DPLer who's going to work with me on that and encourage me through the process. I can't really stress enough the importance of the relationship with the DPL, especially on solo projects. Hopefully that will be the subject of another community podcast. As to group projects, I like those as well. I like getting my name out in the LibriVox community. I like it when somebody else is running the project, so all I have to do is kick back and record kind of helps me to get my fix or feed my addiction, I sometimes call it, while I'm scouting around for my own projects to put together. And it gives me an opportunity to meet other people in the LibriVox community. It's not nearly so isolating as doing a solo project, which you can get buried in for weeks or even months at a time. I do think it is essential that LibriVox provide group projects, for one thing, for newcomers to come in and learn their recording, editing, uploading skills, and also for a lot of experienced readers who might want to read but don't have time to coordinate a project. 
the coordination of a project is something i really enjoy i love to organize things i like to research things but not everybody has the time or the inclination to do that i sometimes think of librivox as an international audio recording university where you can come learn how to record your voice and get all the coaching that you need free of charge from anywhere in the world in that vein participating on group projects is an integral part of the curriculum one great thing about group projects is that you get exposure to a lot of literature that you might never have come across before because somebody else has scoured the internet and searched through the public domain put together that project and committed themselves to working with a variety of readers and all that that entails to bring that project to completion i like all aspects of that i'm grateful that librivox provides us with the opportunity and the mechanism to put those projects together whether they be solo or group as to my listening preferences if a project is a novel especially a character novel i prefer to listen to a solo i do have a hard time transitioning from one voice to another as far as collections biographies historical documents and so forth the changing of the voices doesn't bother me one bit i realize of course that we can't wait for a soloist to come along and do every novel there is i'm just talking about my listening preferences whether doing a solo or a group project as a lifelong educator i think what i like best is feeling that i'm part of a team doing important work bringing literature into the public domain where more and more people get exposed to it i'm retired and i live alone well not really my husband's not retired he's just at work all day so it's mostly just me and the dogs i used to be real active in training and showing my dogs and participating in my dog club but since my knee injury i haven't been able to get out much but i'm never lonely and i'm never bored because i wake up in the morning looking forward to checking in with my librivox community there's always some project to participate on always something to do always something to offer to the community i feel very plugged in uh, i guess i could say that i love the teamwork whether it's a solo or a group project i get a sense of belonging so in conclusion i guess the most important thing i have to say is go team the enthusiasm for teamwork is one of the things that keep lv going michelle thanks for sharing Julia Niedermeyer, forum name Julia N, has recorded this to tell us about her perspective. Okay, so hi, this is Julia. Um, on the question whether I prefer group or solo projects, the answer for me is 100% it depends. It depends on my role in the project and um, the type of project mainly. Let's start with the role of listener, for fun or proof listener. For me that doesn't really make any difference. If it is a continuous narrative, I prefer solo projects. I like to lose myself in a story and switching from voice to voice is quite jarring for me. 
However, a duet, um, for example, two people writing letters to each other and each having their own reader, that would work too for me. That would be perfectly fine. If it is not a continuous narrative, um, for example, a collection of short stories or poetry, etc., or if it is a non-fiction text, I don't mind if the voices keep changing. One of the reasons those projects would be fine as group projects is that if I come across a voice that I really cannot stand, I can simply skip it and it doesn't hurt my enjoying the story because there is no cut in the story. I don't lose part of the story. In the role of reader, I am kind of torn. I love group projects because they give me um, the option of doing loads of different things without having to commit to doing um, the whole thing. I would probably not want to read a whole book of poetry, for example, but through group projects like the weekly or fortnightly poetry collections, I can simply go and pick and choose whatever I like and leave whatever I don't like to someone else. And I also enjoy um, doing the occasional role in a drama or dramatic reading. I can't do voices to save my life, but in those projects there's usually a small-ish role that works for me. With a solo, on the other hand, there is this huge sense of accomplishment when you have finished it. Or at least I feel like I did something worthwhile. I don't particularly get this feeling with group projects, unless I was helping get one of the oldies across the finishing line. And also with a solo, um, you can do something that no one else has picked up yet. Of course, there is always the option of um, suggesting a book for recording, but it might not be picked up by a book coordinator or might not be done as a group project, but a solo, and then you'd lose out on it. And depending on who you work with, soloing is not such a lonely thing. You can be lonely in a crowd, so... Working with only two other people, your dedicated proof listener and your MC, doesn't necessarily mean that there is no one helping you. On LibriVox there is always someone you can turn to. Your MC always has an open ear if you need help. And some dedicated proof listeners um, engage in a bit of book discussion with you. They might talk to you about the latest chapter they just proof listened and it really gives you the feeling that someone is actually waiting for you to get on with it and get out the next chapter and that someone is actually interested in what you're doing. And of course, if you really do need a break from your solo, there are always loads of group projects waiting for readers. Or... You can enjoy a bit of bent in the forum or join one of the games. And as some forum members have um, pointed out, even when you think you are completely alone in the forum, there is sure to be a bot lurking around somewhere.
Thanks for contributing your thoughts, Julia. Now, I too have something to say about the topic of group and solo recordings, so I recorded this. I like reading both solos and group projects. But when it comes to the latter type, some conditions have to be met if I'm supposed to contribute. The most important thing is that I like to know what I'm reading. That's why when I record a part of a group project, it's usually in a book that I already know. For example, an English translation of a Polish work. Or a book about something I've heard about. For example, geographical discoveries or the Cottingley Ferries hoax. I like to take self-contained fragments. For example, a three-section chapter in a book about geographical discoveries, which describes a certain region or a certain time frame. Uh, I once read a chapter from the middle of a story that I was completely unfamiliar with, and while it was fun to read, because it was a very fun book, I also felt rather lost, because I had no idea who the characters were, why they were behaving that way, and what was their purpose at the end of the day, etc. Um, now that I think of it, I'm actually doing this again in one project, and um, I'm feeling a bit lost again, because I picked several chapters towards the end of the book, and I'm unfamiliar with these chapters because I haven't read the sections that were immediately before though I may decide to read them if no one else volunteers to read them. In this way I will be reading the book backwards, actually. Uh, with solos, it's more straightforward. I read a book from start to finish, so I know what I'm reading about, or at least I know that at some point I will find the answers. Uh, it's uh, normally a book I choose, so I have some interest in it. Also, I can set my own pace, so I don't have to return my sections to the pool or ask for an extension if I don't feel like recording. Uh, there is no deadline, which means I can submit sections weeks or months apart. Also, there are often books that otherwise probably wouldn't make it to the catalogue, so it's a kind of a sense of duty or accomplishment, which is also a motivating factor. And yes, obviously I'm thinking here about my Polish solos, because we aren't that many, I mean Polish volunteers. Uh, the other question I wanted to talk about is this idea that doing a solo is lonely. It's a statement I've read several times since I joined. Uh, there was this period when it did feel like that to me, uh, but that was because I was actually on my own with my solo, excluding, of course, the meta-coordinator who was unfamiliar with Polish. There was no proof listener, so I felt like, oh, this is useless, and what's the point, and this is never going to be catalogued. But once the proof listener appeared, it became much more cheerful, because from that moment on, I knew that the work would be done, sooner or later, it would be proof listened, and it would be catalogued at some point. So I already knew that there was some end in sight. On the whole, I think that if there is good cooperation between the soloist and the proof listener, it's actually a much more social kind of project than a group work. We heard from Olgi Pag in part one. Here's the second part of his contribution, where he talks about, among other things, some practical tips for the prospective readers. To answer Piotrek's question, which do I prefer? The relative anonymity of group projects or the stark isolation of the solo. Each has its attractions and disadvantages. In the solo, 
subject to the direction of the MC, you are your own boss. The project really belongs to you. You can at least be assured that the interpretation of the text and the audio quality will be consistent, and, if you have an attentive proof listener, you will not be kept waiting for the input of others to complete your project. However, a monumental solo, like War and Peace or Don Quixote, is a huge task and one that will take even the most industrious reader a long time to complete. With large, complex works, especially narrative fiction, the reader also has to make important decisions about interpretation, in particular vocal characterization. Therefore, the suggestion for solos is, start small. Select a text that will take between 90 minutes and 3 hours to read. Once you have developed your confidence, you can then launch into more large-scale works. A solo should be a work of reasonable length. So, what if you want to record a work, say, 20 minutes in length, but don't want it to become part of a collected project? One way is to assemble a collection of short, related texts to form a larger solo project. One of the best examples of this is Bob Gonzalez's Vintage Verse Rhapsody. As long as the individual texts are recorded in their entirety, and there is an obvious theme linking the texts, it is not difficult to assemble an attractive solo. Group projects, whether they are collections, plays, or dramatizations of novels, require much less recording and much more administration. Some very useful guidelines have been set out on the wiki to help coordinators of group projects, and any aspiring book coordinator should refer to these. With any group project, the coordinator has to be aware that he or she has much less control over the finished product than with the solo. Furthermore, the amount of work required to assemble a dramatic project can be intimidating, if not overwhelming. Forget about the fashionable ratio of three to four hours of work for each finished hour of recorded audio. I have spent over an hour editing five minutes of audio for a dramatic project. Furthermore, dramatic projects can take a long time to complete. It can be difficult to fill some roles, and you can spend a lot of time chasing up readers who are either slow, or who, you eventually find, have vanished from the LibriVox scene. I suspect that many cases of the notorious LibriVox burnout are due to long immersion in dramatic projects. On the other hand, participation in LibriVox collections can be easy and surprisingly satisfying. Recording a short poem for a short poetry project, or a piece for a coffee-break collection, can provide a pleasing sense of accomplishment for a small expense of time. If I feel bogged down in a larger project, I often find that recording a short piece for a collection actually lifts my spirits, and helps me deal with the urge to procrastinate. These projects also emphasize the importance of having fun with your recordings. A good example is a weekly poetry project for 17th of August 2010, which featured a tiny poem by Alexander Pope. Martin Giessen, fresh from his labours on Pope's Essay on Man, produced this gem of a recording. Epigram by Alexander Pope Read for LibriVox.org by Martin Giessen In Surrey 
epigram engraved on the collar of a dog which I gave to his royal highness. I am his highness dog at Kew. Pray tell me, sir, whose dog are you? End of poem. This recording is in the public domain. In conclusion, I would like to say that although I have not participated in all aspects of LibriVox activity, I am deeply appreciative of the work of all those volunteers who work so hard to support the LibriVox mission. From the high-profile narrators who have produced so many wonderful solo readings of great classic novels, to the self-effacing souls who produce CD covers, LibriVox has a place for every willing volunteer. And that is what I really like about it. Cheers. Thanks, Olgi. Now that you've mentioned dramatic readings, that's yet another type of project, or perhaps a special case of a group reading. We'll hear from Trotza and Trisha, who will tell us about their perspective on dramatic readings. First, let's listen to Trisha, who will tell us something about emceeing a dramatic reading and some of the related challenges. Dramatic readings. I know a lot of listeners like the dramatic readings, but I personally don't like to coordinate them. I find them too much work and stress as compared to regular group projects. Some of the extra work involved includes preparing the text to make it into script form so it's easier for the readers to find their lines, proof listening all the individual lines, I can never seem to find a PL to do this for me, and volume adjusting the files and editing everything together. It takes more work to make it sound good when everyone's recording levels and noise levels are different. I find them more stressful because they often have a lot of bit parts. There are two ways to handle them. Group them together in sections so a reader is assigned a lot of different parts, that's the method I used, or leave them all as individual sections. If you group them together, you run the danger of the reader disappearing before getting all their lines in. This is true also of the bigger roles. Then you have to either reassign the entire section or shuffle around the bit parts into other sections. If you leave the bit parts in separate sections, it seems like the work drags on and on, waiting for people to claim and record them. They seem to be the least desirable sections to claim. Everyone wants to record Anne Shirley, Sherlock Holmes, or whatever other lead role, but it's difficult to get the second cab driver or woman three claimed. So yeah, people like listening to them, but I don't see myself coordinating any more of them, nor coordinating regular plays. It takes a special type of coordinator to do them, and I'm not of that type. Thanks for sharing, Tricia. And here's a contribution from a dramatic reading enthusiast, Trotza, who will tell us about why she finds those projects so much fun. Hey everyone, this is Trotza, coming in to say a good word for dramatic readings and recordings. Everybody knows there are a lot of work, but I can say from experience that it's fun work for some of us. And when work is fun, it's more like play. Preparing the text is exciting for me. I imagine the different voices reading it, and every chapter done gets you closer to launching time. Signing up readers is always exciting on any project, but for dramatic works, I find it especially fun. It's fun to see if the voice matches or exceeds the one that I imagined. Filling in the magic window does take time, but so does any worthwhile project, and the editing, which is often the biggest hang-up, I haven't done much of, so I can't say much there. 
but I do know that there are great people at Levervox who are willing to lend a hand, and from the little I've done, I can say it's very exciting to hear the voices combining and actually making an interesting story. Dramatic works are just exciting for me, and though I've used that word too much in here, it's the best word for it. Dramatic is my all-time favorite for be-seeing, reading, and listening to. My biggest laughs are often gotten from dramatics, sometimes because of the perfect match of reader and character, and sometimes the imperfect matches are even funnier. I enjoy all types of LibriVox projects, though, and I've also done all types. So, though not an expert in any way, I can honestly say they're all fun for me, and they're all worth trying, dramatics especially. Take the plunge and you'll find out the water couldn't be lovelier. And that's all for today. I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast and that you found those perspectives interesting. All types of projects have their enthusiasts on LV and all have their advantages. I think that each of them gives a reader a special opportunity and increases the chance that a text, which could otherwise remain obscure, will be recorded and that someone will hear it and it will live on.